1: Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. I am joined by, uh, I guess, uh, a very special guest, someone who hasn't been on the show before, but also um, was was uh, kind of reaching out into the Twitterverse, as they say. uh, And some of our listeners and and one of our co-hosts actually just uh, mentioned us, so I thought I'd reach out, and we got him on. Graybeard, it's so lovely to have you. I'm
0: I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. It's uh, part of my part of my overall plan to try and uh spread the gospel of Rocket League for sub-saharan africa the the smallest and probably most obscure of all the rocket league regions
1: well what i think is absolutely great is that uh you you, you that that's exactly the pitch that you gave like you're you're here on a mission <laughs> to uh to make sure everybody hears about your region but i think that's great because i think um you need you know content creators you need uh people Uh, talking about in different facets different parts of the rocket league community and i think this is gonna be an excellent show because this is gonna be something that uh most of our listeners haven't heard about and they'll get to know more um and i i think we'll also get i think some new perspectives right uh Mm -hmm. when it comes to maybe even some of the um overly overly emphasized North American uh, mm. Europe uh, talk sometimes I would say <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I mean we'll, we'll get into that more uh, I'm mm. sure I'm sure uh, as we go on but I think the first thing that uh, I'd like to ask and get into right away is mm. uh, tell us about yourself we so a lot of our listeners haven't heard of you um, yes. but I mean I, I was also laughing because like a lot of our listeners haven't heard of you but you're probably uh, a lot better known than I am when it comes to the total amount of people in the rockley scene that know you because you have this giant. I feel like the niche; it's a smaller scene, but it's a bigger niche. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you.
0: Yes, uh, but, absolutely. But uh, go for it. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I, I guess the 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 short to medium story is that I'm. Uh, I got into Rocket League seven years ago. I got it a month after its, its public release, and I'm I'm I was 43 at the time. So it's been seven years. I, I turned 50 this year, and I feel like in part I'm living my my teenage years at the at the end, <laughs> uh, which is you know I'm very fortunate, and then I've gotten myself into a position where I can spend a lot of time, you know, in the game and, and evangelizing for the game and. So, so I'm taking full advantage of it. So I, I I was really looking for alternative entertainment. I was a little bored with the sort of movies and series. So my my son, who was a gamer, I said, "Well, go get me a, put together a a, a cheap PC for me that I can experiment with." And I, uh, you know, I played the story games, you know, Hitman and Tomb Raider and all of Mm -hmm. that. And then and then happened across Rocket League. And and to this day, I don't know what it is about the game, but I was so so sucked in um and and for the next four years i played i spent a lot of time in the game and after four years i, I got to a point where with all the time i'm spending i need to find a way to make it productive because i'm just burning <laughs> the, i'm just burning away hours so i thought i'd try my hand at content creation and i thought a great storyline at the time would be my my quest to be the oldest grand champion in the world um, and which was a great storyline and it got me going. Sadly, the, the, uh, people a lot older than me have become grand champs and I still, have, <laughs> and, and I still haven't done it. So, uh, but that slowly evolved into casting. Someone suggested casting. I didn't even know it was a thing, I wasn't even aware of Rocket League as an esport, and then discovered that, got into casting, and have slowly become more and more involved in the community. And then a year ago, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa was included into RLCS, and that pretty much changed everything. And in truth, Rocket League here was—it was on life support. It was a dying scene. We had a, a tiny player base, and and the people at the top had nothing to play for. You know, once once you'd hit Grand Champ, what was there? You know, there wasn't there weren't big competitions. There wasn't any international recognition. Um, and then suddenly, almost out of the blue we're now part of RLCS and that breathed huge life into the scene. And we've seen it it's still a very tiny region, tiny player base, but, um, but, but very passionate and growing. Um, so, so my role in it has really become, how can I, how can I help the scene grow? How can I spread spread the word about what we're trying to do here while on the ground, growing the game as you know, in any way we can. So we get more players in because, um, Yeah, I mean, the opportunities are huge, but we've got a lot to overcome.
1: I would like to say that when they made that announcement, um, I think a lot of the scene, right, when they announced all these new regions being added on, a lot of the scene was just expecting Mina to be added um and yes. really it was for one player like let's be honest it was ocalid there was <laughs> exactly. one player and everyone's like we need to get <laughs> Okalid uh into 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 the the world scene and then all of a sudden i'm looking around and and you know we got apac and and uh, mm-hmm. sub-saharan africa and i i looked at it and i'm like okay so so we have a little broader vision than than many of the scene uh expected which i think was actually it, it, I think I definitely underestimated the impact because th- this is probably some of the, like the first time that I'm actually thinking about this, right? But actually mm. having organized regional tournaments, right? Three uh, regionals leading up to a wildcard qualifier. The fact that there is a set way and the funding, right? already pushed into regions, you're going to see these scenes pop up that you won't necessarily see in other games right and i think i think rock league is an mm. example of, of definitely uh esports that is community driven in the sense yes. that um I, like i'll take I, i've i've raked on the overwatch league a lot but i'll i'll continue to rag on it right overwatch mm. league they tried to force esports right they, they they had all this money and they're like we're gonna make overwatch an esport right um and right. there was no stability to it right in a two years three years people were kind of over it right mm. uh and and i i think you know it had higher peaks but at the same time had so much funding and there wasn't a set i guess a, a history of the the video game being watched and people sticking around yes. without the funding right without the community without mm-hmm. uh without that they tried to artificially create that and it didn't work and i feel rocket league's all kind of always had everyone wants it to be bigger and i understand but i think one of the things the rocket league has that a lot of other esports don't have is the stability uh, that it mm. continues on year after year and it's because of this community-based um uh, i mean i wouldn't even say necessarily approach but there's just so much right mm. of people working hard and developing it so that um even when you don't hear as many things from epic games or psionics it definitely has that and with all that being said uh, yeah. maybe that's a good way to get into uh, your scene which man I I think it's great uh, that there are so many of these scenes but mm. you're exactly here this is the purpose you're here I'd like you mm. to tell us uh, what are some of the top th- players where's some of the top teams what do you have to look out for I was looking at Wikipedia uh, in three days or so or like it probably be two days when the podcast comes out uh, there'll be some games to watch so Yeah. Let's start with that. What are some of the best players? What are the best teams to look out for?
0: Okay, cool. Well, I think for a start, to give some context, I think about the size of the scene, (laughs) the, the, the size of the scene. If you think about North America and Europe, the qualifiers, there are a lot of teams that sign up and that are competing. You know, for our open qualifiers at the start of the season, I think we had 44 teams, I think, sign up. So that's kind of, you know, that's that's the top of our scene is 44 teams but of those only probably 16 would comprise our sort of uh top top players of the scene and then <clears throat> of those 16 we're very much right now a a, a two team region uh there's there's one team that has dominated you know any local rocket league for the last 5 years they win everything they they uh, compete in. And that was a team called Orlando Pirates, although I'm cautious about using names because like every other region, there was roster chaos. You know, at, at every, Not a single roster survived the off-season. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Orlando Pirates has now become a different roster. But that team who had been together for like five years or so, um, they, it was expected that they would clean up and win every regional last season. As it happened, the second-place team, Bravado, Uh, closed the gap during the course of the season and they took, they won three of the nine regionals. So, so that gap closed. But then after places one and two, there's quite a bit of distance, but you know, the third place and down team. What's encouraging though is over the, over the seas, the one season we've been involved, we've seen the competitiveness in the sort of third to, third to 10th place. Become quite very competitive, um, and 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 teams fighting out to you know to, to sort of rise up to the third or fourth spot. But um, <clears throat> the interesting thing about the top two teams, so it was Orlando Pirates, which is comprised of uh, Snowy Snowy Darth and to die for, and uh, Snowy is a veteran of the scene here, and probably you know he's one of those who's probably losing out a little bit cuz he's now just turned 22 and he's been he was the best player in the region for ages but nowhere to nowhere to show it off uh, because we weren 't there was no uh, international competition, and he in fact was about to he was making plans to leave the country and go live in Europe and play and play pool um because he 's quite an accomplished pool player as well and then hmm. the announcement came, so he 's like okay great so he's you know he 's got himself one two, maybe three seasons where he can and dominate so he 's at the he 's at the sort of uh, upper end or the the older end of it. Um, but then the other player to die for, and and he's a player that your listeners and people around the world have got to watch. This is a he's seventeen years old and and uh, mechanically amazing, and he's the guy. He's the guy that pr- the, or has the most potential of getting picked up by. Uh, uh, you know a North American or European team or whatever so and, and he 's got a lot of years left just being seventeen so so that 's pretty exciting and then bravado, same sort of situation the captain of of the second place team is happy meal. Who I think is now twenty three, so he's also and and these are really accomplished players who have a really deep understanding of the game, but he's probably got one, two, maybe three seasons left in him. So, so that's where we are. We got the two big, the big players who kind of win everything, and then uh, and then the the messy middle for sort of third, third to eighth is is complicated.
1: And so uh, I was just looking at this uh, real quick here. I think there's like how. What, what I'm curious about, because I think some of these comparisons uh, with other regions, I mean, there was a joke for the longest time uh, with the OCE region, right? Yeah. That, uh, that you know, there's eight grandmasters or, or whatever, right? There's yeah. <laughs> there's eight players and, and they're the best. I How would you stack a lot of these teams up? Let's just say to a Europe, right? Like where, mm-hmm. where would you imagine these teams, uh, like how they would do against maybe some European or some North American
0: teams? In terms of a direct comparison, I would say that um, <clears throat> we're probably closest in skill to APAC, okay. um, and and at Worlds at the Wild Card, uh, the yes. Orlando Pirates team, the top team here, took one ga- took the series of uh, Game and Gladiators from APAC. <clears throat> so maybe th- those are pr- probably the closest there. I mean, there's a huge skill gap for us to close between. Uh, between ourselves and North America and Europe, um, and I mean that's and-
1: that's just natural, <clears throat> right? Because if Absolutely, you don't have yeah. the competition, right, if you're not mm. playing against these best teams all the time, it's a lot harder to to, mm. to reach a certain level, right? Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm seeing here that uh, the Orlando Pirates in that wildcard took a game from KCP, which are uh, which are now yes. I, I I suppose somehow a great in our podcast because we have a prof so many times on the show, uh, the coach their coach, um, but. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think this is... I'm just looking at some of these results. Uh, I think one of those things that you're going to see kind of year over year is these yeah. regions uh, start to move up, right? Uh, just because mm-hmm. the competition is more fierce. While I'm at the topic, I'm looking at the current... Uh, so the, the... What is this? The regional number two, so the Fall Cup. Um, and I'm seeing that there are certain teams that have all French players... I'm curious if if something similar to what's happening APAC is starting to happen here as well.
0: So, so the weird thing. So we're called multinational. (laughs) It is it is multinational, but I'll I'll I'll, so sub-Saharan Africa comprises I think thirty five countries there or Mm -hmm. thereabouts. But in truth, like MENA, which is Middle East North Africa, is pretty much Saudi Arabia and one team there. Uh, Well, to be fair. Two or three teams now. It's a, it's a growing scene. Mm. And, and it's very similar with sub-Saharan Africa. It's really South Africa. The 90% of the players are based in South Africa. But amazingly, <clears throat> there is a tiny little island in the Indian Ocean called Reunion okay. Island. Um, (laughs) If you ever ever look at a global map um, and look at Africa, so you have South Africa at the bottom and then to the right of that in the ocean, you see Madagascar, which is this big island. And then if you move to the right, you have to zoom in to see this tiny dot of an island.
1: Which I has a popular
0: <laughs> yeah, – well, there you go. I mean it is so small It is, and it has a population of 800,000 people. Yet they, they have already produced some really, really good players and they're really the only other nation other than South Africa that have teams competing. So when you see the all French uh, – oh, and they're a former French colony, so they all speak mm. French, so they are um, sort of a French affinity or – well, I don't know. Depending on the relationship with your colonialists, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but so that's where they come from, and and we have a smattering. I think we have two players from Mozambique, but pretty much it's South Africa dominated, and then a few re- Reunion Island players.
1: No, that's that's amazing. Uh, so it, it was okay. So, so that's good to know because one thing, and I I don't know if uh, if this will ever get to the point, but um, in the APAC region right now, it just a lot of people moving there to compete do you know what i mean yes. like you're getting a lot of really really players that probably shouldn't be there right they're mid-tier shall we say european players and they're moving there because this is a chance for us to, to to win or compete at a higher level or make it into the world's easier right um yes and and i think it's 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 kind of good and bad when that happens because i mean it does raise the level i think in general mm. of the region but then you also lose out on spots for for players that are actually from that region mm. uh
0: Okay. Um but continuing well, on, on here. So, no, well oh, yeah. on, on, on that point, go by forward. the way, there there is a Portuguese team, an all Portuguese roster, who are busy making plans to move to South Africa to compete from the second split. Um and and exactly the point you're making is, you know, there are players who are frustrated with that. You know, it's like, well, go be good in your own region. Um, but on the other hand, it does, it does push the other players to be better and, and, and work harder. So there are two sides to the coin. Um, and if we had guaranteed major spots, which we don't, I mean, our only path into worlds is through the wild card. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if we had major spots, I think we would probably see a couple of other more likely European bubble teams try and come and compete here. So, so we're also having a little bit of that right now.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where where I think those who will see that opportunity will will, will take it. Or if they, I mean, just the fact that you're going to move everybody to a region, right? Which I which I respect the like. Let me respect the fact that at least you're in that region because I there's a lot of esports that would let you just play from your home. Yes, <laughs> like you're not even moving to the region, mm-hmm. so at least they're doing that. But um, yes. it, it's it's definitely one of those things. I, I think in general, the top end teams wouldn't mind it as much. Uh, mm. but it's it's definitely one of those things, if, especially if you're just starting out, right? You're a younger team and you're like, Oh, I didn't make time. I was the 17th team, you know, out of 16, right? Because this, this uh, team from, from Portugal, right? Came. Um, mm. I, I think, I think what you were saying about the wildcard is interesting. I wonder if worlds will at some point, especially with as many regions as they have, just have a bigger pool, right? If it goes from 16 to 32, yes. um, that, that may be, maybe a way to do it. I, I think in general, it would be good because I I think, I mean, I keep using APAC here, right? But I think just mm. the fact that we had, uh, I believe it was the Japanese, it was Realize, the, the team mm. with Realize, the team with uh, Realize, yes. go to that. It wasn't even Worlds. It was the first major tournament mm. um, where they they played against all these teams already feels like that region was elevated um, just because they could see, right? Um, so uh, so I, th- I think it'd be great if, if there was at least, you know,
0: one spot to fight for that could get no, you into and, the world. And right? I think it will come. It will come i mean we're, we, we, we fight uh, two battles here on the one hand we 're enormously grateful just to have been included. I mean mm-hmm. honestly you know in the region and and just again, just for some insight um, by with our inclusion in RLCS and the prize pool that comes with it, which relative to the other region, well certainly North American Europe is a small prize pool but in 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 this region, it became the highest paid eSport in the region overnight and it's and it's one of the least known i mean it's uh, currently it's the best kept secret and that's part of what i'm trying to do it locally is like tell people about rocket league um so so it kind of got which a,
1: yeah mm-hmm. i was just gonna ask real quick here uh what what were the other i if you were to say like excluding rocket league here what would be the maybe most popular esport and uh, i think in outside
0: of that is probably csgo csgo okay. csgo i, I would have thought Dota, I, Dota, to, right? I think yeah yeah <laughs>
1: CSGO feels like the uh, the eSport that that you'll just find <laughs> everywhere. It feels it feels like it pops up, but um, no, I can too. Okay, so we, so
0: we have other, so no. on the one hand we're very grateful for that. As I said, the scene was on life support. Suddenly we're part of the global scene. There's you know the guys here can make some money, and it's you know for someone who's 17, 18, 20 years old, you know the prize pool is it's it's, it's substantial. It's 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 good money to be making. So so we're enormously grateful to have been. Uh, included there, but at the same time, we go, you came so close. You, you know, you, you, you made us an affiliate. Just give us that major spot. And then we also, we're also the, well, we're the only region without a major spot, and we're the only region without a, without a, an official Sonic supported uh, broadcast. So we have to do hmm. a community stream, fund it ourselves, figure it out ourselves, which is, which is quite stressful and, and frustrating. So, so we have that frustration, but at the same time, we don't want to, you know, also bite the Lock hand the that's boat. feeding us. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no, no. I, I completely get what you're saying, right? And I mean, there there is two ways to look at that because some, I know some. I mean, you'd have to have someone quite ambitious, but but some content creators like the fact that there is an official broadcast to go up against, them and then they can maybe move everyone to their Twitch channel, right? Uh, yes. But I guess I guess you have I guess you have an arb. Well, that, okay, that that becomes a curious thing then, right? Because do yeah. you have? Everybody just streaming it separately? Like it's that, no, that kind of okay, how okay so out?
0: well last last season was done there were some volunteers and there was a great production company out of the UK, Dream Team Productions, mm-hmm. who who put on our broadcast and they did a magnificent job, but it was stressful because they were funding it themselves. Um, and they couldn't do it again this season. So we weren't sure what was going to happen. And it was like, okay, there's going to be team streams and we'll we'll watch party it or we'll figure it out. But then a local esports org, um, you know, they put on a bunch of tournaments and stuff. They came on board and they have basically said they – well they've committed for at least the first split to to do all three regional so so we have a proper production company but you know they aren't being paid and and the talent aren't being paid so we have we do however have a proper broadcast so you know the teams can can you know you want to showcase your, your people it's terrible to be in the, you know the pinnacle of the sport and not be showcased so so we we do have it going it, we, we want an official proper one but w- we will do what we can in the meantime
1: is this the, uh, sorry, I just, I just looked the Twitch, Twitch channel here. Is this the ACGL Alpha Twitch? Yes. Stream? Okay. Correct. So I'm, I'm going to also link that below. So if anyone who does listen to the show wants to, uh, just, you know, send them a follow on Twitch. And that way, there when the Brockout, uh, comes up, you'll be able to watch. Uh, I think that'll be great. Also, awesome. uh, include your Twitch channel and, and content, Greybeard. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, while, while we're at it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> No, no, that's amazing. I, I think I think it's definitely what is so exciting to being part of a newer scene is seeing it grow. Um mm. I think I think you, especially there's a couple regions, a couple people who like think about Rock League very centrally to their local region.
0: Mm. Um
1: but like just the fact that you told me that Rocket League is now the high like the highest paying, right, in prize money, shall we say, from uh all the all the esports around Mm. uh your region that already makes me feel okay well it seems like Psionic and epic games know what they're doing because this Mm. is the creating niche fan bases right Mm. uh that then grow and they become really strong right finding local communities that will then you're like oh no this is the game now right this is the thing that now is an aspect of you know whatever the mini culture is there right i think uh just by creating that you have a game that one lasts a lot longer but then you start you start finding these mini you know fan bases Mm -hmm. that you didn't know existed right Uh, just just to like give an analogy real quick right um i I have an age of empires podcast and on it to me like one of the one of the coolest things is uh there's a age of empires one tournament going on which is of all the games probably the least popular Um, but all the players, all the top players, and they've been playing it since release, right, for twenty whatever years, have been mm. Vietnamese, right. So it's wow. like this localized regional. Yes. That they just yes. kept playing the original game, um, and now and now they have a, a bigger tournament that that you know Microsoft is hosting and all that. But um, I, I think I think that kind of idea of of kind of I want to say like localized globalism, right, or of spreading your game to mm. very small regions that will then grasp onto it and make it something very, um, I, I it's almost like it, it's, it's not just, Oh, another game. It's like, no, this is now the game from this region, right? This is the thing that everybody plays here.
0: And I think that's, you know, if we think about, if I think about the work we have to do as a community, it's exactly that because there's now this huge amount of money, relatively speaking, But it is, it is still a, it is such a a niche. Title in this region, so that's something we can change. So uh, you know, or have to be responsible for. So, I mean, amazingly, our our, our top players are terrible content creators. <laughs> none of the none of them are streaming or making content and 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 building up a fan base. You know, um, you know the sort of fan base that someone like like Squishy has, or Justin, or you know these top player. Apparently, Jack, who've done so well to build a, a passionate and fan I would- base. And I would
1: argue because yeah. you are a newer region, right? That's developing mm-hmm. now. This is absolutely the best time you will ever have to create that fan base because later on, right? If if someone you know, so, someone comes out of that region, the region starts to grow, and somebody was the mm-hmm. first or second person, that's whoever's going to be watching from that region, right? You're you're you've, in some ways you're you're Rocky League from five yeah. years ago, right? Yes. Where it's a it's a gold rush, and it seems like all of your top mm-hmm. players aren't taking advantage of that, right?
0: Uh, you've hit the nail on the head, absolutely, because this scene is going to grow. We are, uh, uh, you know, we we're seeing this steady growth, but at some point, I do think we'll sort of have this. A, a period of explosive growth. And, and the guys have got to get in now. You're, you're absolutely right. The ones that th- – there's two aspects to this. One, the players themselves or any content creator, if they take it seriously, build an audience, as the scene grows, they're going to grow with it. Um, but then what I'm trying to – do, you know, I want to get funding. I want to get sponsorships. I want to get money into the scene to help content creators, to help take the game to schools, all of that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm trying to mm. – but it's hard to convince brands – um to say you know come and support this when for a regional final you know we're peaking at 160 viewers Yeah, we got a lot of work to do so but 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 I part of the story I'm trying to sell brands on is that get in early while it's cheap it's going to cost you nothing to become uh, inseparable from the title here and then as it grows you are forever attached to it so so that on both ends of the spectrum now now is the time to get in and invest and uh and, and get yourself attached
1: i've so i've been through a lot of esports scenes and i've always uh showed up two or three or four years late i feel like that's my history <laughs> of it so um i mean even this podcast right like yeah. I, we started what well, i think i think we're, we're we're approaching four years right but the the game's been out for wow some that's already. fantastic well done uh uh but but uh there, there, there's part of me that always laughed right i i don't really get in on the ground floor i guess okay yes. uh, i guess there are some games that, that i i got in closer to the ground floor but never never content creation wise <laughs> um actually actually, yeah. actually just, just a side note or the first yeah the first version of this podcast was a uh, a little no not really well known game anymore but but a game called Artifact which was uh, the Dota card game or whatever uh, okay. that was that was my attempt of getting in on the ground floor but uh after a month it flopped so the game <laughs> itself flopped <laughs> <laughs> so what can you do um but no no i think it's so great and i think i think it'd be a big mistake for some of these smaller regions to look at i would say the um the annoying negative i'm going to say annoying negativity because like if there is one you know, segment of the population that uh, can find negative in anything and just never and feel entitled and never feel happy, it's mm. 16 to 22 year olds in North America oh my God. and Europe. I, I, uh, yeah. and so I would, I would have, if I was part of all these other, you know, up and growing scenes, I would not take this kind of zeitgeist of, of, of general thought that you might hear from North America mm. and Europe and, and, let that weigh you down because i think mm. these regions will the creation of a niche and strong fan base mm. right the ability for you actually to grow as a content creator when you're specific to that region um it's probably the greatest in these in these regions right now in the in these new regions mm. right now because if you're if you're you know in eu or NA an a and you're now trying to become a content creator you're seven years behind the game right yes um, but i think in these regions you have to focus on that right Mm. i would even advise that like some of the things that you talk about on your twitch stream are are at least regional in some sense right where someone's watching the stream they're like oh this is this is what our country's talking about right now or or something like that right Mm -hmm. something that ties you in because i i think you can actually create a strong niche fan base uh as opposed to you know generic streamer you know 25 where you have like twenty thousand of them right Mm. uh so i i think that's great and then on top of it the fact that you're brought like you you have this broadcast right you you said uh, what 160 viewers right yes um that that seems small but i think the sheer amount of people that could possibly get into the game especially start going to high schools is Mm. an insane amount right um and i i think it's it's all those things where this is your chance right um, whether 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 it does succeed or not, right? This is still your chance to get in something where it could potentially be massive in the future, mm. and you regret it if you don't. So there, there's nice I, absolutely <laughs> and,
0: and, and, and no, and, and and you'll know. I mean, you you've been doing this podcast for four years. Content creation is something done over time. You know, it requires persistent consistency. You know, you 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 just kind of keep at it, and and you do build an audience over time. And it is hard at the beginning. You know when. Uh, you know, I can remember my first couple of streams. I go, "What am I doing here?" I am literally broadcasting to my own phone, and my wife is 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 watching. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and 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 it is hard, but you but you build it over time. And 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 I do think uh, the point you've made again, just to reiterate, is now is the time. Those that do it well now, and and it is important to have regional content creators because yeah, I can go and watch Spook Luke or Seabell or. Uh, Sunless Khan, you know, all these huge content creators, but there's no way that I'm going to engage with them in any personal way. Whereas, you know, to hear someone uh creating content that has the same accent as me that talks about talks about things that i know from my country my region and and it's a a person i can probably reach out to and actually get an answer from and have you know have a bit of an engaging relationship with um i think that's huge for the new players coming into the scene and i think they will gravitate to and 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 latch on to the the local superstars
1: and I think on top of it, and this this is something that I feel like uh, in general, I've heard a lot of people trying to get into esports where there's a hard, it's very difficult to get into an esport. Like, let's just say, you're, okay, you're a random person from the States, right? Um, and you're like, I want to start watching esports, right? Well, they have 500 teams to choose from. A bunch of players and no idea where to start, right? Um, yes. And I think another nice thing about these new regions is, is, like you just said, there's a couple top teams, and every time that those teams will go into the wild card, that is the story, mm. right? Can we get yes. a team from our region into Worlds, right? Um, mm. And on top of it, you'll see there's it's it's a lot easier to get into the sport right away because you are able to actually focus and find a team that's close to where you live and choose that team as, okay, this will be the team that I, that I cheer for. Right. Mm. Or maybe there's a team that when you're watching, uh, the, the, the tournament, they impress you and you're like, okay, this is the team we're going to cheer for. So I, I think in some ways it's actually a lot easier for viewers to get into it because they, I, I find that sometimes the North American and European broadcasts, um, there's a lot of times that I'll go, OK, I'm just going to wait till the finals day uh, yes. because there are 500 matches going on. And unless there's <laughs> a specific team that I'd like to follow, right, maybe I'll I'll yes. just check out their games, um, which I think is their intent. But they don't really broadcast it that way. <laughs> cough, cough. Side note, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, weekly, you know, league where you had one game a week where you can just tune into the team that you want to watch. Yes. I mean, uh, they got rid of that. But uh, it's it's OK. Um, I, I joke about that, but it's not bad that we have a set system that seems to now follow all the regions. Right, three regionals. There's there's yeah. the majors. There's the worlds. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, okay, I lost myself a little bit there. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, it, it's a podcast. This is this is the nature of of what it is. I one question I did actually want to ask you, kind of speaking of this, is how do like you some of your co-commentators and some of the top players in the region how do they kind of view NA EU APAC MENA like the other regions what what would what would someone from your region kind of say about those regions
0: Oh, listen. I think there's. I think there's a huge amount of respect in, in terms of you know if if you love Rocket League and you love the competitive scene, you're of course watching what goes on there now. But but to the point you've made, it it does get hard. You've now got six regions. There's you know it, it's impossible to keep up with the region. You know all the regionals in every region, um, and and people tend to gravitate, of course, to North America or Europe. And they you know, and everyone's got their favorite EU and or North American team that they like and watch. So so I do think and in fact I think a lot of uh you know I've had a number of people tell me that they had no idea that SSA was uh uh even part of the RLCS you know they were playing Rocket League and then went went to go and watch uh watch worlds they you know they're watching the the world stream and they're like what Orlando Pirates that's a South African team they had no idea so which is which is okay if that's one way you get to learn about us that's fine so um so i think you know we're aware we're you know we have a lot of uh uh you know i think i think everybody here is a fan of one or more teams of of these other regions
1: and i i also feel like just naturally we're probably going to get more regions coming in right i mm-hmm. i think uh in general um or, or maybe they'll stick to this, but just grow them, right? That's also possible. I think the
0: regions have to grow. Like uh, MENA needs to be more than just Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sub-Saharan Africa needs to be more than just South Africa. So I think that's where the growth is, is where we start to get, you know, other, you know, uh, Mauritius, team, Madagascar, uh, mm-hmm. Zimbabwe, Tanzania, you know, all the other African countries. You need to get them on board. So there's a long road for us here. But I, I and it's also, I,
1: It's one of those things where it's just the sheer amount of possible people that could play your game, especially if the younger generation adopts it, right? This is a lot Mm. easier for the younger generation to adopt in general, I feel. Um, there's some games that are a little harder to convince you know whether it's parents or whatever right to to play um but you know it's it's relatively you are a flying car okay there's not it's not a very offensive game by nature (laughs) in that sense and i think on top of it what people really do enjoy is it almost the endless nature of how much you can get better and more consistent um and like the things you can achieve like it it's one of those things where um And when you start discovering you could do certain things, you then realize how much more you can actually accomplish in the game. Mm. And I think people very much like that reward system in in a video game. Uh, When when there's other games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go.
0: go No, no, just, I mean, to your point, it's it's, it's a very accessible game. You know, it's not. Uh, I, I'm very single-minded with Rocket League. I don't play other games. Uh, I don't really even understand other competitive eSport games. And I struggle to understand them. You know, the few times I've watched CSGO or Dota or World of Warcraft or whatever, I, I just I, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, it's it's hard to figure it out. But with, with Rocket League, after three or four minutes, if you've never watched it before um, – you can figure it out you know it's like oh okay there's a goal on either end and you're orange you're blue and 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 you know it's effectively soccer in a car so so it's so it's accessible from that point of view and then also mm. it is from from a parent point of view you know your kid gets into games you understand parents are worried about you know you, you know your kids being obsessed with their kill count um whereas in rocket league it's you know it, it's on the surface not a very uh it's not an offensive or violent game um as long as they're not seeing what's going on in chat but uh on on the surface it's pretty cool
1: yeah i mean i there's always parental controls and stuff like that but you're 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 right uh probably probably some of the uh chat features and stuff like that um anyway in general (laughs) it's relatively easier to convince someone to play this game yes apparent apparent to play this game um yeah i was gonna say as well for dota i, I think especially like moba styled games um the sheer amount of information that you need and also having to have played those types of games before before you actually get what's going on um, yes. is is a lot more complex right mm. uh i think i think some games it's a little easier to jump in like i i think i think dota is probably the hardest of all of them because csgo like at least you can kind of get okay we, we got we got two sides all right yes. there's, there's an objective they're fighting over the objective okay there's yes. you can kind of kind of start getting into that and then you can worry about like money count or you know buying stuff and, and all that other stuff mm-hmm. um and then maybe there's some other games like like generally RTSs. okay there's one big army there's another big army they fight uh you can, <laughs> can kind of get into um but but i think as well um you find with rock league it's at first you really understand it right but mm-hmm. then I think as you get into the game and you can see what other people can do with the game, you realize yes. like how much more, right, there is to it than the the level that the pros are playing at and also ah, it's, the it's ridiculous. And some pros are playing at, it's so ridiculous that you're mm. I I like a couple of weeks back, um we were we we're having um like memories over like our favorite moments and or, like our favorite goals or whatever right mm. and i once scored a goal where i was on essentially one side of the backboard i jumped off and zipped like almost full speed like i was flying through the air and yeah. i read a, a ball off the backboard like wow. i as if from right side <laughs> to left side off the backboard and scored right yeah and then i laughed at myself because i'm like i feel like that was amazing <laughs> and like the prediction and the speed at which i did was amazing but pros probably do this like 10 times a game, you yeah. know, like to them, to them, that kind of reading the ball at that speed. And while they're moving everything that they do continuously, right? Like it's just, it's just nonstop over and over, and over again, right? That thing to them is a mm. normal thing. Well, to oh, me, it's wow. like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, watching watching the regional over the weekend, it's just astonishing. It's just uh, the sheer pace and what they're able to do. And then, you know, my my seemingly never ending quest to try and be a grand champion in Rocket League is, you know, if at my current skill level, I would have been I would have been a grand champion four years ago, but mm-hmm. but the but the ceiling keeps moving, and I I I I, I can't keep up enough to like just get over it to get into Grand Champ. But, you know, the level I'm playing at now, this is what Grand Champs were doing four years ago or five years ago. That was the level of the game. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever gone back and watched, like, the first or second season of... of we we watched... I think,
1: I think we went back and watched the very first tournament, like, one of the oh. first tournaments. And it, was, I think it was, like, Cronovi, right? Oh, yeah. we did a pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, I watched it. I go, I could have competed. You know, the, the 2022 version of me could have competed in 2016. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh so just right here we'll uh jump so I think that that, that pretty much covers all of mm. the well as much as we could get covered here I think it's a nice introduction like I said all the links uh, both the your twitch stream and where the uh, regional number two for mm. sub-saharan Africa will will be taking place will be linked and oh yeah would you like to jump in here <laughs>
0: yeah I think my yeah no I think my you know I I it's it's worth coming to watch. It's it's a re- It's a region that's fairly easy to become emotionally invested in. To like to you know the storylines are great. Um and 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 come and give it a chance. You know we you know we're uh, we're on the opposite week to North America, so you can you can get your North American Rocket League fill, and then on the off weekend, of course, there's there's EU Rocket League. But come and check out some of the Sub-Saharan African play, and it is not going to be. At uh, you you are going to see the difference in skill gap, but come and find out about the team. See us, see us play. Uh, at, from a sheer entertainment and 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 having something to 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 invest some some time and emotional energy in it, just c- come and check it out. I think I, I, I as I we're an easy reason region to fall in love with. So come and come and flirt with us and see if you can fall in love. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Okay, uh, just with that, we're going to now go uh, over uh, some of the results in the mm. North American Cup. I just realized that apparently we are naming regionals now. Uh, you yes. have the Open, the Invitational, and the Cup. So I oh. uh, take that as like you it wa- Like uh, it
0: wasn't confusing enough already. I, you know, for, for people who are new to it, it does get... You know, you, now it's the Swiss stage and there's a double elimination bracket and then there's this regional, that regional. No, it's not a, it's not regional two anymore. It's the cup. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I, I all that, that, all that's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> what what I will say is, is, uh, I am very, I'm very happy with the result in this, uh, because I have been cheering for V1 for a while. Uh um, oh, wow. They're able to take it uh and and there's some part of me that just enjoys the fact that you know of all the teams right now torment right Mm. usually cited as kind of the third of that c9 roster from back in the day is now on on a team that just won a regional so uh and on top of that they beat NRG. um and and i mean it's i I just i had so much fun watching that final they Mm. went to game seven uh ot I'm just looking at this, the five of the games went to OT, so back and forth mm. uh, to the end, continuous. Uh, G also doing quite well. G, the team that apparently Jack is on, right? Mm. Uh, there was that whole drama, uh, I think we covered a few weeks back, um, with trying to get out of a contract and Dignitas and stuff like that, but yes. uh, it seems like they are doing more than fine. Actually, um, we, last regional, we were kind of saying that it felt like G underperformed, but it wasn't that they underperformed, they just Came up to very difficult competition mm. uh, in in the quarterfinals, so it, it kind of felt like they were, they were hard done. Uh, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'd like mm. to get your take. Maybe what team were you kind of looking at here in the North American regional?
0: So I, I I've always been a, a, a fan of NRG. Well, I've always been that's not true. I, I've I've been a fan of Squishies because he was one of the the content creators I was familiar with early in my early days in Rocket League. Um, and and found his content quite enjoyable. So so when he was there, and then of course Justin from the iconic season eight finale, you know which did more to to promote and advertise the game of Rocket League than anything else. So so I've always been i I've liked NRG as a team. They've been struggling a little bit, however. I was a huge scrub killer fan over in e u so when he joined dignitas I was uh supporting Dignitas and they had a terrible time of it over there. but in the course of supporting them became a fan of Apjack so when he moved to North America, I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess I'm supporting his team now so in this last regional, I was kind of rooting for uh for Genji
1: okay i mean that's great i i think on top of it regardless of who you were uh rooting for um if you wanted some best of sevens uh oh, this man. regional gave you some best of sevens uh all the games in the quarterfinals so face clan against Gen uh space station against complexity Furia mm. against version one and energy against optic gaming uh game sevens i mean if they're this is the most competitive i feel like north america has been in a while now i also understand that essentially a lot of top eu organizations and as well FURIA, right which is uh Mm. i believe all argentinian is that right no brazilian sorry brazilian yeah oh i'm gonna get killed for that one Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um uh but um, especially the world cup coming up Mm. uh there you go those you know what side note okay Argentina, Brazil, favorites for the World Cup. There you go.
0: Well, oh, there you uh, go. Brazil, easy, probably easy, more so. Easy mistake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, for sheer for, for <laughs> sure, entertainment value, the North America right now is unbelievable. I mean that that regional was uh, it was almost exhausting just as an observer to watch it. You know, you, <laughs> uh, you know, a, what was it? A, a potential twenty eight games, all twenty eight games. You know, four best of sevens, all going the distance, three of them to overtime. And and I love the fact that there's no, I mean, if we go back to, you know, season X during the pandemic, you know, it was NRG in North America. It was like, okay, so who's coming second? Um, but I love the fact now that there's, you, you don't know, uh, you know, FaZe did so well in the first regional. You go, okay, well, they're cleaning up. They're out in the quarterfinals this time round. So they, it's, who is the best in North America? It's hard to know. And that's a really, really good place to be, I think.
1: No, I think it's and on top of it, and I think this is what's even better. It's that every contender here in the top eight are t- are well known brands, right? Well known teams, yes. well known players. So, because sometimes you'll get okay, I, we don't know who the best is, but also we don't have as much investment in each of these teams, right? We're yes. not we're not as sure of who these teams are. And here it's like every single team, whether it's either the everyone knows everyone on the team, all the players on the team. Or you know what the eSport organization is, or both, right? Mm. Um, and it's it just feels that much more momentous, right? Like mm. I I look at a complexity and I just get taken back, you know, ten years. So um, <laughs> and there's certain teams that I just I just love seeing, like that the organizations are still around, um, mm. and and seeing seeing like I watch them in other esports now. I'm watching them here. It's it's very, uh, you know, um, I guess serendipitous. It brings everything together, right? It, it mm. kind of feels like like a lot of my esports uh watching kind of is brought together um energy actually i think did quite well here uh yes. because they have been struggling uh Oof. a little more and they they did they didn't make it into the semis here um obviously there's like rumors of, of you know trades and all that and mm. well i'm sure we'll have to wait around a couple months before we see if that happens but uh i i think i think it's one of the energy is definitely one of those teams where is it that they're not currently showing up right Mm. Or or is it that there's something fundamental, right, where, where it's time to move on? Because a lot of these teams constantly change, right, every year or so. Um and the, the the weirdest thing in Rocket League is that they change and then they most teams most teams will trade, like swap two players, and then both the teams become better. So it's very confusing <laughs> in that sense. Um,
0: and also it's also the yeah. life cycle is is, you know, I mean NRG have had they have done really well over a long period of time. But they have like they have two poor regionals or a poor split and then it's like, oh, it's all over for NRG and it's done there. <laughs> you know, they and you go like guys, this was this was this was a bad run over a month and a half. You know, everyone everyone calm down. You know, everyone's allowed to have a, you know uh, you know, to fall out of form and have a bad time of it. Um, but yeah, so you know, we, we'll obviously see as the season goes. But but I think this was important for them. They, you know, they got through to the quarters. They or uh, to the semi-finals. That was that was a good result for them. Of course, they want to win, but they've done far better than they have. So so maybe maybe they're in the middle of a redemption arc.
1: If they if they're in the middle, middle of a uh, redemption, I'm sure they'll be uh, quite entertaining. I also like it. Also reminds me of just the fact that like Team BDS, everyone felt like oh no, like this is a team that's going to disappear, right? Mm. Like oh oh no, and then they won worlds. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where yeah. where I think some of these teams I, that that one was a little interesting too, right? Because they obviously they had Mark by eight uh, leaving the team, so so yes. the people were very curious uh, how they would do. Um, I think regardless, it it's one of those things where you we we don't quite know. I think Rocket League in some ways is very hard to tell, especially when you don't know what they're talking about internally, right? You don't mm. know what what is happening internally because the team might be doing a little bit worse than usual. But if in general, they have a goal, they, they have a process, they have a coach that's working with them and they're Mm. all somewhat content. You can see that team jumping back. Right. And then you have these other teams where you're like, I don't think there's any coming back. Like it's just, it's, you start hearing stuff and it just feels toxic, right? Like it just feels like they're not Mm. getting along. It's not working out. So um, yeah, and, and, and I'm, I, look, I mean, yeah. that's an
0: ongoing thing. I mean, you spoke earlier about, you know, 16, 16 to 20-year-olds and their sort of egos and sense of, <laughs> sense of entitlement <laughs> and so on. Uh, you know, and I I see it now as a sort of older person looking at, 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 you know, the the sort of the weird dynamic these guys get involved with. But 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 that is also a factor. You know, you get three great players who on paper should be wiping the floor with everyone. But but they just struggle to talk to each other to to have any kind of relationship. So, I and I honestly, it's it's one of the things I love because it's not just about it's not just an algorithm. These are human beings with all with all the pros and cons that come with being human, and and um, you know the insecurities and the overconfidence, the egos, and 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 all of that dynamic. I. I I love that element of it because it's not just about being good at the game. There's so many things around it, which is which is fascinating, and and it makes for great discussion. I mean, podcasts exist because there's human drama on teams.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. If there wasn't a human drama on teams, uh, the podcast would be a lot less entertaining. Especially when we uh, get some of the behind the scenes details, which I think we've got more of this yes. year uh, mm. because we have a couple couple more. More guests or or you know, I guess friends of the podcast that, that know a little bit more. So it's mm-hmm. it's always fun kind of seeing seeing those dynamics. And I mean, I, I think as well, it's it's always interesting to me where there I feel like a lot there's a lot of people that want the seem to be way more professional, right? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that kind of like the the wild, you know, yes. people people just trash talking each other, you know, saying obscene things, right? There's some mm-hmm. people who love that kind of drama. So it it's one of those things where where if it becomes too polished, people are like, "Oh no!" It's like you know, it's it's planned. It's so yeah. Stare, stare. Um, but at the same time, it's like there there's a region why North there's a, the region there's a reason why North America attracts you know these giant sponsors right mm-hmm. um, and these giant brands right there there's a reason that all of a sudden you get um, this funding and, and more people watching and it's yeah. a, it's at some point right as much as like you know you do like and you do like still the some of that trash talking but you understand why it kind of gets eliminated because if you want to have the funding to grow right mm-hmm. um and if rlcs as a, as a product because like let's be honest a lot of times esports products are essentially giant like advertising campaigns yes um by that i mean they don't ne- they keep your game alive they keep people playing the game and they keep people interested but they don't necessarily return like a, a visible profit right it's very hard yes. uh for an L- rlcs broadcast right and, and so like i mean the, the most the most ridiculous example of this is league of legends right where the the lose straight up lose money right um and then sell an esports related skin and <laughs> make all the money back right like something
0: <laughs> something something like
1: that right but yeah. it's like where the actual the actual um and then i guess there you could argue that the product is is somehow inversely tied. i don't know but the the point is that um it feels like a lot we also we have to also remember that a lot of esports scenes are driven by how well the game itself is doing as well right yes um and you can't you can't just focus on, on those kind of things okay um Oh yeah, go 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 for it! No 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 no. Go ahead. I, I, I was I was about to begin to wrap up. So um, yeah, that's uh, cool. Because I think I think we've covered uh, North America here. I'm very happy that V1 won, and I hope that uh, they will continue uh, to dominate in the future tournaments. Um, for all of you here, listeners, actually, I'll, I'll throw this to you because I usually throw out um, some kind of at the end, very end of the episode. But we'll do it a little earlier here. Uh, we throw out some kind of homework. Actually, you know what? I I am I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that from you. I was going to say oh <laughs> maybe you can suggest the homework. But no, you know what? I know what the homework is. The homework is yep. this weekend to check out sub-Saharan
0: yes! uh, African
1: rock league on Twitch. Yes! There you go. That's your homework. <laughs> so the link is there. Um also you can check out Greybeard. I am sure it'll be great. Uh Graybeard before we fully wrap out here, do you have anyone you want to shout out or thank or or just throw at the very end of the episode out for people to uh
0: to to hear? No jeez any no i don't I, I don't think there's a i don't think there's a person i i, I just want to shout out the region you know i so so as you said the homework come and check out the come and find some of the key personalities within the region watch 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 the stream find find a team to get attached to or players to get attached to and uh and, and do that yes Perfect. All right, I was supposed to say this is like where where his.
1: Uh, I just remember historically, like show section is always funny because you get like in another esports like back in the day, it would be like, and I like to uh thank Monster Energy, you know, for for <laughs> providing me the energy to be on this. Like they make it very. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? tie it in somehow right uh, yes to to talk about. Anyway. well if i if uh, i had
0: so, if i had a sponsor i would absolutely find a way to tie that in
1: i would like i, I wouldn't care i mean let's you know to be fair i would probably vet it though <laughs> there's certain sponsors yeah exactly like, no no, no. Uh, I, uh well i guess i'd like to thank the uh, quote-unquote sponsors of, of this podcast um which are our patrons so uh thank you patrons uh, and i'm just gonna shut them out here real quick zodiac 22 too much space chaos maker space bear frank flux uh awesomeness caleb raz digital toast paint uh rook your boy Hunty, and young slug thank you all uh, so much for continued support you help i mean they get they get the podcast ad free they get our special extra shows and they uh help uh make sure that we have an audio editor for this so i thank you so much for that um i'm gonna say also thank you for Graybeard for being on you've been a wonderful guest. Um, I love the energy, and I love just hearing about a new region. Uh, mm. I think it's absolutely captivating. I think sometimes we talk so much about the regions that we know about, right? When there's so much more to discover. So, uh, mm. thank you so much
0: for taking your time to be on our show today. And an absolute you- pleasure, and, and I'm and I'm thrilled that you that you had me on, and and I can uh, effectively for me, this is an advertising campaign for my region. So, uh, th- thanks for letting me come and shamelessly plug my region. not a worry thank you so much once again all right we we bid you all a great week
1: and uh we'll see you next week with whatever we have We'll, we'll surprise you maybe again or maybe not maybe we'll be back to the normal who knows bye peace